Hey, we'll get to this episode of Fake It in just a second. Minor clerical note, I say this is episode 7, which was technically true at the time. But right now, I'm about to bring you episode number 6 of Fake It. Here we go. Hey, this is episode number 7 of Fake It, also known as the holiday episode of Future Chat. I'm joined today by two very special people to me. The first person joining me is Mike Attrell. How are you doing, Mike? I'm I'm actually very good. It's, tis the season, as they say. Tis the season for winter. That's true, too. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm referencing the fact that you, your tagline is, it's yeah. always cold in Canada. Yeah. I am also joined by Nicholas Maddox, he of all the facial and headal hair. How are you doing, Nick? I'm... Um... I'm feeling better now that you've told me how pretty I am. I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, still pretty frustrated with uh, the audio settings that we're trying to work on here. Don't worry. We're, Although, we're, I will say, even without every, anything else, it's all worth it in the end because the audio sounds very good when you put effort into it. Yeah. Not to mention we're all faking it anyway, so. Exactly. There's no, there's no payday music, which is the name of the song that plays the sort of future chat. There's no excitement. There's no introducing possible topics. It's just, just chatting, having just, fun with it. Just straight up triple ending. Straight up faking it till we make it. Yeah. That being said, we do have quite a bit to talk about today. I will say, I'm not sure that we're going to get to all of it, but we're going to we're going to discuss some of the stuff that we've thought about and wanted to talk about since we started doing this. I think like, well, since I started doing this, it's been almost a year. The first future chat, the first official future chat was January of 2014. Hmm. So we're getting up to that anniversary time. So let's start. I want to actually, a good place to start is CGP Grey because we always start with cgp gray we love cgp gray and we got to talking yesterday about uh an, an old episode of um the hello internet podcast which features cgp gray and nick i'm sure you're familiar with this episode the, uh the episode's called four light bulbs it was the yeah. third episode yeah that's uh hello internet canon isn't it well, yes. I mean, it's one of the episodes of Hello Internet. <laughs> the canon of Hello Internet. Yeah. In this case, there's no extended universe, I don't think, unless you want to count the episodes that are the videos that each of them make on YouTube. Oh, I mean, well, I don't know. I was referring to like, you know, a core group of... Like the, like the Pentateuch of Hello You're Internet? Me very quickly. Hmm? What the is what? Pentateuch? It's it's the uh, the core of the Old Testament that the, oh. the Jewish yeah, it's, faith. It's kind of what I was getting at. Deer. So I was thinking winter themed, like it was a toque that had five ant sides. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, it sounds like you recently listened to the episode. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I just want to talk about the Pentateuch for a minute. I went literal. <laughs> like you see, like Rob knitting something. Like what you got there, Rob? <laughs> Oh, it's the most devious creation I've ever come up with. What do you mean, Rob? <laughs> it's a toque with five ends. <laughs> I call it the Pentateuch. And then we say, those already exist, Rob. 
They're like those jester-looking hats with like the little dangly parts. Yeah. Over. Or I guess that's... you could, if if you had an extra large size, it would be the thing that you put babies into. Like Maggie Simpson's the one I'm thinking of. They just look like a starfish because it has five holes, like a head, two arms, two legs. That could also be considered a very large Pentateuch. No. How do you spell Pentateuch? Well, no, because that's... T-E-U-C-H. Penta. T-E-U-C-H. Are there five books or something that... Yeah. Is happening? It is like Genesis, Exodus, and three others. Okay. I, I want to say the first five books of the Old Testament, but that might be wrong. The most important five books of the Old Testament, though. Which may be the first five books. Yeah. Okay. Well, wait, no, there's there's <laughs> Genesis, Exodus. Exodus. I know there's Revelations in there. Revelations is New Testament. Ah, I want to say Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus is Old Testament. <laughs> no, I know it's Old Testament. I wonder if it's the Pentateuch, though. Oh. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Hey, well, here, let's delegate. Mike, why don't you explain what the four light bulbs are? Nick, you look up on the internet what the Pentateuch is, and I'll just sit right, here and listen. <laughs> I thought we could do whatever we wanted on this podcast. We right? can, but let's let's. This is way efficient. too structured for me. Let's be efficient. <laughs> what are the four light bulbs, Mike? Well, before we get into that, okay, I I want to I want to just start out by saying, I don't think everyone's light bulbs are the same. I think that's true, and and I don't think there's necessarily always four. Okay, that well then explain okay. the light, the concept of the light bulbs. Let's let's that's disclaim fair. that. So okay, let's and getting into it, the basis of or the central uh, theme theme topic the basis of yeah. our discussion is based on the. Uh, the CGP gray model and obviously other psychologists or social scientists or whatever have similar analogies of the, that everyone only has a set amount, say a hundred percent of themselves to give to any specific area of their life. Yes. Um, and that's not necessarily at any specific time, but just as an overall time allocation throughout your life say on say in a given week you can only dedicate x percent of your week to focusing on work um or focusing on friends or yourself um or your family what have you um and in order to give more attention to one thing you're taking away from something else and everyone has their own way of prioritizing what they're going to focus on. Some people try to do everything. Some people only focus on one thing. So, And everyone has different aspects that they prioritize in the first place to even dedicate energy towards. So that's kind of where the discussion starts, I guess. Um, so CGP starts with the concept of the four light bulbs being family, friends, health, and work. Oh yeah, health. Um, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I like Oops. that it's it, it mirrors just a little bit, uh, Mister Burns. Friends, family, religion. These are the demons you must slay to be successful in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, yeah. That's this kind of that's kind of the basis of uh of some people's mentality in in that aspect. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's those are the light bulbs. Okay. Um, and his, his analogy goes further to say that you are a motor that powers these light bulbs. 
and each light bulb is 100 watts, and you're a 100 watt motor. Yeah. So you can power one light bulb at 100%. And again, this is in an overall sense, not at any given time. Obviously, when you're at work, you're more or less focused 100% on work. Yeah. This is more like if you averaged out your dedicated time in a given month or year or lifetime, I guess, um, then that would dictate your percentage dedication to that that aspect. So, you can, yeah, in a general sense, you can't, you could put 100% towards one thing, but most people don't. Right. Um, so then it's a matter of, okay, well, what do you put effort towards and how much? So That's a very good explanation. Uh, before yeah. we do this, Nick, did you get anywhere with your uh, your research homework? Oh, Nick is muted. <laughs> okay, no, I got it. Um, I figured out how to actually mute my mic. So oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's, that's, been, that's been a technical development. Um, <laughs> did it work? No. Uh, yeah, it works absolutely. Oh, perfect. You don't even catch the, uh, you know, the random noise that just happens with uh, normal audio. It's just flatlined. It's nice. Awesome. Anyway. So the Pentateuch, uh, easier, well, I think a more accessible name for it would be the Torah. That's, that's another name I was thinking about. Yeah. The Torah. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and I'm not sure what the difference between the old Testament and the Torah is. I think they're roughly similar. Torah is in the old Testament. It's just a select part of it. Okay. So yeah. it's the Torah. It's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yeah. And I think that is the first five books of the Old Testament, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. It sounds about right. Granted, yeah. I didn't look up Old Testament. <laughs> I've only heard the, the Torah referenced in reference to the Jewish faith. Is that? Yeah. So they have, yeah. that's where the I know Yeah, well, the, the yeah. Torah is the, the basis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, learning today. Let's see. So coming full circle, this hello internet episode referencing is a part of the hello internet Torah. Yeah. All right. I don't, I'm not sure that's entirely an accurate analogy, but we'll go with it for now. (laughs) So yeah, I I think it's pretty good in preparation for this. I put, I mean, first of all, I put very little thought into my own light bulbs because I thought it'd be better to be fresh. But even in when since we started this, I, when I did start thinking about it, I didn't even think of health as a potential light bulb. So now I have to <laughs> I have to refactor in where well, see, health comes uh, in. But no, that's that's my whole point though is that you don't yeah. because if if you don't consider that to be a light bulb, but then I that's, want it to be a light that's bulb. That's fine. I think it is a well, little that's bit. its own thing. But just the fact that you left it out, I think, says it does a lot it about really your priorities. Does. No, I'm well, serious. Like, not well, not, not no, in a no, bad no, way. I'm just, being sincere. It really yeah. does, and it's yeah. sad. In the five light bulbs episode, CGP Gray does Four specifically bulbs, mention right. the health light bulb and saying how he's completely neglected it for a long time so he could focus more on work and family. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, but yeah, yours yours isn't a conscious thing though. You no, didn't it's say not. It's a light bulb, but and now I'm that I'm conscious of it, it, I'm going to start thinking about it more. Yeah, it's true. So, Mike, why don't you start and maybe give what your light bulbs, what light bulbs you have that are on, and which ones, how much power they're getting. Um, for me, I would say I have three light bulbs. Okay. So I have my immediate nuclear family yes. being my wife kids. and child and cats. Um, 
<laughs> Don't forget that. a one and a half child. <laughs> what? A nuclear family is two and a half kids, isn't it? Because you make like Maybe. that's the Isn't average it? number of that's the average family nuclear size. Nuclear just and it's means also, immediate. In it's your also household. a hilarious joke about nuclear energy and how it can cause half a kid. <laughs> I've only ever I don't heard a nuclear family joke. Two and a half kids. <laughs> the cat is a cat or a dog is like an alpha emission from a child. Exactly. It just kind of <laughs> happens. <laughs> so continue. Sorry. Except except the cats came first, so yeah, what it's kind of more. I guess the kids kind of arose out of the cats. um okay so there's my nuclear family and then there's work and then there's i want to say everything else but it's kind of like friends slash leisure additional people slash hobbies Mm. so it's almost like you have two main light bulbs and then a a whole row of dim ones like a whole right. bunch that are sharing a, right. a couple percent each. Yeah, you can add an infinite number of light bulbs that are all off yeah. if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. We'll add in hobbies too. Hobby slash personal interest okay. stuff. So there's no health Do you at consider... all? No, there's no health. Okay. <laughs> Do you consider this a hobby or work? This? Ooh, this is yeah. This is fun. This is so it's none this of the is friends slash this is friends slash <laughs> okay. hobby. All right. Um yeah, this this is a brilliant way of uh working in you know, a kind of sort a kind of sort of work just into the friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a two yeah, versus we're one stone kind of thing. But you know, we record yeah. it and make it available. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the survey that I just posted because this kind of gets all of us thinking about what's important to us. And uh, I made a little survey at bit.ly slash unwind survey. You can also find it at the top of the page on unwindmedia.com. Just uh, answer a few questions about unwind media and uh, the work we've done. We, you can talk about what shows you like. I know I'm going to think a lot about the results of that survey. And uh, yeah. So w- going back to your light bulbs what percentages would you assign to those? I would say right now I am at 60% work. 45, 35% <laughs> family. 1% friends slash others and then four percent hobbies that's fair yeah it's a very directed like for the most part your existence is very focused on a couple of important things it's it's front-loaded for sure yeah interesting and before we go to nick because i do want to hear about nick as well although yours are going to be changing a lot very soon Maybe you could talk about that as yeah. well. But, uh, Mike, what are you, if, if there are any changes you could make, like you, you could almost tie this into a New Year's resolution kind of thing. Are there any mm-hmm. changes? Or are you happy with where the light bulbs are? I think, I think I do want to add in a bit of a health light bulb. Okay. A little bit. Um, like Emma's getting older and she's going to want to start doing like active things. And I've gotten a bit out of shape since. She was born. Sure. Not not any not her fault, but right. just a decision to 
kind of not worry about that for a bit. When um, when she does get a little more active, Mike, mm-hmm. I got four words of advice for you. Bikety, bike, bike, bike. <laughs> no, I know. You'll be happy to know we did buy a chariot pull-behind thing. Oh, nice. But, Interesting. But I don't have a bike for it yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's – I have a pin in that one. You could just um, run and attach it to the back of your shorts. <laughs> I was gonna say I have uh, I have advice for pre bike Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get her started towards biking, this worked for a lot of the kids we had at uh, Pedalheads. I don't know if it'll work because each child is different, but uh, it's worth looking at a Strider bike. Yeah, I've heard about those. We were gonna opt for the just a pedal trike. I don't know if the Strider is. You oh, think the Strider is well if. You know, if you know, tricycle definitely excellent first start, especially you know toddlers. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting the legs actually moving is right. you know, a prime factor. But before going to a bike with training wheels, try mm-hmm. for a Strider. Okay. Because the like the hardest thing to master is actually getting the balance going. Mm. So if you're just on training wheels all the time, like pedaling is fine. But then they have to figure out balance and they end up falling down a lot while their legs are otherwise engaged. So if you can teach them balance on a strider and then just say, oh, by the way, start pedaling it. Apparently the transition works much better Mm. for a lot of people. Interesting. Isn't it though? It is. Well, I think that striders didn't exist like five years ago or whenever. Yeah, no, they're. Relatively new. It's kind of, it's an exciting, well, it's, it's not, um, it's not too far off from what the original bikes were. Oh, like they didn't actually have a pedal drive or anything. It was just two Mm. wheels and you just gracefully strode. Mm. It was, it's interesting to see the, the old pictures of, you know, people with outrageous mustaches and top hats striding along on their bike. (laughs) It's kind of how I picture my blog readers, but on a very old, like a very a old farthing. bicycle model. No, no, no. Uh, I think it might predate the penny, the penny farthing. Mm. Although, other note, on the whole, uh, you know, nuclear analogy to nuclear family. Yep. It's like it's like you got the uh, the two partners that have fused together in marriage now, and then they start emitting children and cats. <laughs> I like that analogy a little bit better. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, cause yeah. you emit an alpha particle and that's just a teeny little, yeah. you know, bit of the See, original thing. That actually makes more sense. Cause we, we've, yeah, we fused and then we emitted two cats. I don't know what particles they'd be. They're and definitely then, positively um, charged. I'll tell you that much. That's true. Positrons? Cations? Because cats are pretty small. Cations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that would be. That's that, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, child came after, so, yeah. That works. Yeah. Nick? So, Rob, what? No, I, I want to go to Rob. Ooh. What are your light bulbs? Yeah, that's interesting because. Again, I didn't really think about this because I wanted to put myself on the spot. But now you've thrown health into the mix. I think 
I'm going to have a lot more spread out light bulbs than you are, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to rank them in order of importance, but I may have one jump in at the end that takes up a large percentage too. So I'm not, I'm going to start low and I'll say work is about 20 or 25% maybe in that range. Uh, family, which is going to include my significant other, Julia right now, because well, and her family, because they're very like geographically close to me. Uh, that's probably, so, sorry, go ahead. So you're including your parents and sister in that yeah, as well? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's probably at around 35 to 40%. And I would say hobbies slash leisure slash this, which includes, I play in a dodgeball league, for instance. I like to play soccer a lot. I'm not doing it right now, but I like doing it. Uh, when I do run that kind of thing, which kind of falls into health, but I'm going to call it leisure for now. I would say that's probably at about 40%. I think that fills up within a, within the margin of error, my <laughs> percent. And I, again, I'm using large buckets for a reason, but I definitely think that right now, because my work is so, like my nine to five work is so separated from where I actually want to end up, it's it's difficult to assign too high a percentage to that. And so what I'm doing when I'm not at work right now, at least is a lot more important to me. And so I give it a lot more energy. There's also the fact that like for me, work starts at seven when I get to work and it ends at three when I leave work. Whereas constantly, even when I'm at work, I'm thinking about all the other projects, all the things I'm doing outside of work. And so it's tough for me to give it a huge percentage because I spend so much time, so much more time outside of work doing those non-work things than, than I do at work. Like when I leave work at work is what I'm trying to say. I don't take it home at all. And uh, for the time being with what I'm working on that, I, I don't see that changing. It could theoretically change if my, if my roles at work change, but for the time being, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it because there's, it, I don't get anything out of, working more than what I'm paid to do. Hmm. I, I, I feel like health should be more. Yeah, I think health is probably around five to 10%. If I broke it out, it would come out of that yeah. hobbies, physical activity type of thing. Yeah. That's, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're not, you don't have an issue with that at all. Really like based on your kind of grouping, it sounds like you're at least you're considering, yeah, the health isn't like, Oh, I got to go do this. Like you're actually finding things that you, consider hobbies and leisure that also happen to be health focused right the, or at least yeah, the issue tangentially is yeah my hobbies tend to be at least the majority of them tend to be sedentary um but i also like i i have this conversation all the time with people as a chemist and i i love saying as a chemist because it's sort of like it's the opposite of the the politician saying i'm not a scientist so uh this is my belief on climate change but note that i'm not informed at all <laughs> like they're going on the record as saying that i'm going to say i am a chemist so i know we've we've done episodes on future chat about food science i know what is unhealthy and i know what is sort of like net okay for you and so my health thing a lot of what i do is just making like avoiding things that i know are horribly unhealthy 
And I tend to also avoid things that are only healthy and stick to the media, like sort of, eh, there's not really health benefits, but there's not a lot of health risks either to eating like this sort of fast, yeah. easy type of thing. Like Subway, for instance, it's not it's probably not great for you. Like it's not the best thing you could eat, but I put vegetables on it and like the benefits <laughs> outweigh the risks of eating there for me, what right. I, what I get, like I don't get pop. I usually don't get cookies. Yeah. So that's my health slant is like avoid things that are terrible for you but also i don't do like i don't i don't run very often i certainly i haven't run in a few months especially i think it's hard when it's snowing here but yeah i don't focus on health but i also don't ignore it because i know in the back of my mind what's going on isn't so bad yeah i think before we we get to next light bulbs i just want to kind of append to that and you asked me about like i said what changes I'd like to see, mm. if any. Um, and I think as far as the health part goes, the effort put in like that 5 or 10% or whatever that I kind of want to get to with health is partially, yeah, just making better choices. Like I'll go to get a coffee. Like I, I think I've mentioned this in the health episode or the nutrition mm. one. I'll go get a coffee and then the donuts are like staring at me in the <laughs> face. And I'm like, and I act, I literally say to myself, I'm not getting one. Right. And then I go and get one and I feel horrible about myself, <laughs> but they're so delicious. And, but you know, it's, it's those little things that it's, it's, it's literally, once you get to it, it's less effort to do that because you don't have to choose which donut you're getting and you right. don't have to feel bad about it. So you probably make your life easier by avoiding those things, but it's just making that conscious choice. And that's why I could probably change that for sure without sacrificing much else towards the other things. Yeah. I know this isn't future chat, but I'm going to talk a bit about a science thing that I read the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday. So this go, is to, Rob. Whoa. <laughs> this is whatever we want it to be. So McDonald's came out recently with uh, a pilot program to reduce the number of items on their menu, which they do from time to time. They've done it quite a bit. Like they'll add a bunch of things, see what sticks, and then remove the things that they maybe don't either don't make the money, people don't buy, people don't like. So the new thing they're testing is a simplified menu. I think they're going back down to only like eight or nine value options for their meals and simplifying the number of wraps and the number of like Angus third pounder burgers they have. Uh, but they were also asked in this conversation about preservatives and about the kind of food that they're using, the, where they're sourcing from. And they were, they, they, the person, whoever the PR guy that was in charge was saying, like he specifically said without being prompted, really, uh, yeah, we've been thinking a lot about preservatives and the way we do business, we think we can actually make changes to remove a lot of preservatives from our food. And preservatives tend to be what a lot of people complain about, like people complain about ingredients that are in fast food. A lot of them are there to preserve the food. But when you're when you're making food fresh, you don't necessarily need preservatives to keep it and so like when i go to mcdonald's i like i went to mcdonald's last night for dinner i don't feel bad at all about it being a, a so-called unhealthy choice because i get a mcdouble sandwich which has i mean it's not great for vegetables but it has bread it has meat it has cheese i get a wrap because it's fairly inexpensive it's two bucks and i get a small fry i don't get a drink i don't like i don't get anything unhealthy 
And then when I was walking home from McDonald's, I had to go to the drugstore. And I was thinking, like, I thought to myself, I just finished eating. I was like, man, I'm going to be sitting at home all night, maybe do some work. And I should get like a bag of chips or something. And I walked down the chips aisle and I was like, nothing, nothing scratched the itch of like, oh, I should get this junk food. And so I didn't get anything. And I was that like, that's sort of the balance take that I make is like, I'm not going to eat a ton of calories at McDonald's. I'll eat a pretty small meal. It'll only cost me $5. And then that'll be like, okay, well, I don't really even feel like I need a snack now. And like chips, a bag of chips is going to be way worse for you than eating a small amount of food at McDonald's is going to be. So I felt okay about that. I will jump in and say that the mighty potato offers so much more than uh, what you end up getting in fries. Yeah. Or, or potato chips for that matter. Well, I mean, all the, a lot of the nutrition, the nutritional value in a potato is in the skin. Yeah. And then the calories are in the mm-hmm. starch. starch. Yeah. God, I love potatoes. Can we talk about <laughs> potatoes? I love potatoes. We so talked much. about potatoes last week too, or at least you so, mentioned them offhandly that they were sitting next to you during future. Yeah, chat. they were, they were sitting there looking delicious. Yeah. Today was uh sourdough pancakes and bacon. No potatoes. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a good breakfast, but no potatoes. Right. Do you, Nick, want to talk about your light bulbs? Uh, being an unemployed house, like house spouse, it's, uh, your work ends up being, you know, cleaning, cooking, looking after the house kind of thing. Um, I don't know, spend probably not quite nine to five on that because yeah. I've been doing other stuff too. Like, uh, although granted I will end up doing some things around the house in the evening where you wouldn't do that at a standard, you know, salaried work. Yeah. Um, although I have been investing a little more time in health and things like that, particularly to try and build my, uh, my leg back up because it's, it's still not, to where it was and my hips still get sore doing like if I have to stand or walk for a long period of time, it'll end up being sore. Yeah. So I've, um, I've been trying to hit the, uh, the exercise bike a little more and I've, I've taken up, uh, trying to do a little bit of leg presses and also deadlifts. Okay. Um, they are probably the lightest deadlifts that anyone does ever, <laughs> but it's, you know, trying to build that one leg back up. So, I mean, health right now is a little higher than it would be otherwise. Right. Just because I'm trying to, trying to fix a problem basically. Yeah. I've heard deadlifts are very good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, more so, they're very good, more so uh, than squats and, and that type of stuff. They target, so many things just all at once. It's nice. You can also uh, hurt yourself really badly with them. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots of ways to do it wrong. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. You know what uh, I find I mean, interesting? I, I'm not going to be able to edit out the fire truck sounds. Is there something terrible going on in your neighborhood, Nick? <laughs> uh, I've heard three in the, in like the last half hour. <laughs> 
No, you'll you will also uh, you will notice some some of the noise from sh- uh, the trains too. Oh, okay. I think when you're going through this audio. <laughs> uh, no, there's there's just a there's a fire station on Tenth Ave. Okay, you can't see any fires, for instance, right now. Oh, your window. There's no blazing infernos or anything. <laughs> well, there's the sun. That's a kind of blazing inferno. It, but that all, no. is also really hot. But I, I think they're probably not going to put that out. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have quite that much range on their uh, fire hoses. <laughs> yeah. I forget where I saw this. It might have been XKCD, but they were talking about how if you had a sun-sized amount of anything, it would look pretty much like the sun. Just because of pressure and (laughs) I could see that. So like they, they, the comment they made was even spraying water on the sun isn't going to put it out. It's just going to like add to the, like it's almost going to make it hotter if (laughs) anything. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Back to, back to what you were saying. I apologize. Yeah. I don't know. Like same stuff. Really? Like my family would include probably, calling, emailing, talking to my family back home. And it also, I would argue it now incorporates Kaya and Kaya's family members that are out here. Um, work and hobbies, this occupies a lot of my hobby time. My bike is not in Calgary yet, so <laughs> not doing that. I'm also... I, I experiment in the kitchen and I would argue that's a hobby. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's all just, I mean, it's, it's a handy way of uh, illustrating the amounts of time you spend on things, but you know, that's that's really all it is. Can you give percentages for your light bulbs? No, no, I can't. I won't. Nope. Would you say it's even, evenly distributed? Uh, ish. What's your what's? Come on, Nick, work with us here. <laughs> what's what's your top light bulb? Majority top, light bulb. Top right now would probably be work. Between work being like taking care of the house. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Around the house, yeah. Do you call yourself a stay-at-home not-dad? I call myself a house husband. Um, I am working on being a trophy husband. However, that requires... I got to get a lot better at cooking. Um, I got to keep hitting the gym so that, you know, get jacked. Uh, And there has been some speculation that being a trophy husband requires waxing. Not sure how I feel about that one. <laughs> yeah. But, you, uh, yeah. You know what I've no. heard? Maybe you should try Monopoly. I hear they give away second place in a beauty contest all the time in that game. And then that would be a trophy for you. If if I'm a true trophy husband, I ain't happy with second. No. Oh, okay. You want a first place trophy husband. That's, that's yeah. what you're going for. Yeah. No, so. I, I need to clarify something here. Okay. So maybe, Rob, you can shed some light on this. To, to have a trophy spouse, in this case a trophy husband, does it count if you become a trophy after the fact? It depends how you become a trophy, I think. Well, my, my read on it is, I mean, the trophy, when you win a trophy, you 
take it out and display it constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look what I got. So, I mean, I, I, I view that as the career ladder of house husbanding, <laughs> not house husbandry, because I think that's husbandry is slightly different. Um, it is, yeah. It's, you got house husbanding and then you got trophy husbanding. Like it's the okay. trophy, trophy status is what you strive for. Right, right. Got it. Yeah. When you say house husband, all I can think of is the house hippo. That's it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of you being tiny and you're like wandering around the house. Oh, the house hippo. <laughs> I remember that. I actually I love that. Hippos thing. are great. I love hippos. They're so cool. Yeah, they are cool. Also, actually, I like hippos, and we've previously established how I like potatoes. I actually, at home, uh, I forget who got I think it was my parents that got it for me. I have a little statue of a hippo potato. This is like <laughs> a potato that's just well, a statue that like ends up with little hippo features. It's okay. like my favorite thing. Hippos is and it, potatoes all in one. Is it like whittled into a hippo? Like this potato? It's it's like a little ceramic statue. I'll Where's get it the, here and then I'll invite you over, Mike. So, sounds good. I'm, I'm <laughs> intrigued by this potato. potato or potato hippo. Yeah. Well, and once Rob decides to come out and visit us in the western branch of the Unwind Media Empire... Uh, he can come see it too. Yeah, it's it's almost like a rite of passage. I've already been there. I already passed. I don't know when the next time I'm coming back is. Is this is this goodbye forever, Rob? Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? No, it's not. But uh, <laughs> it sounds also, like goodbye forever, Rob. That's what it sounds like right now. It's a goodbye for now. It's a TTFN. Yeah. <laughs> So I have another question for you guys, because relatively speaking in a relationship sense, you know, you guys are both pre-marriage right now. Mm -hmm. And I think both of you grouped in the family aspect, you grouped your significant other in with the rest of the parents and siblings, right? Mm -hmm. And do you anticipate that? Are you anticipating a shift or change in that where it becomes separate? I think if anything, it's been like it's coalescing closer rather than mm-hmm. separating out. Sure. That's what I'd argue. Yeah. So I think it's only going to get more connected. I think I think it gets more connected, but in a energy dedication sense. Do you, do you anticipate treating it as a separate, like, so you, Rob, you said, I think you said 45% was family. I think I said 35 to 40, 35 to 40. So, you know, once you guys do get married because you are engaged, so I anticipate that also happening. Um, do you see that breaking up into like a 25, 10 type thing or, like maybe you can give kind of a a New Year's resolution aspect on that type thing as far yeah. as what you anticipate happening. Yeah, I think the nature of living across the country from from people 
means that almost inherently the, there's a separation. Mm-hmm. And so if it was going to change, it would only change in that my family here, Julia's family, will increase. And and I, I don't know that that would be to the detriment of my family in Calgary. But that that's already kind of happened anyways. So I'm I'm I've now been living here for what eight and a half years. It's uh, I don't think it's going to get much lower with my family in Calgary because I've already it's already had eight and a half years to correct downwards the amount of energy I put into communicating mm-hmm. with them. And with technology, it's actually gotten a lot easier to dedicate higher percentage. I don't have to spend an hour writing a letter and then mailing it to them. I can now. I can like I talked to them a couple of days ago on video for half an hour, 40 minutes on a whim. Like it wasn't even we didn't even have to plan it. It was just like, hey, are you free now? Yeah, well, let's talk. And then you push a button and then they're there. You can see their face. Mm-hmm. Do you consider actual update as part of your family thing time? Yeah, I, there's a lot of overlap because I a lot of the sort of hobby slash activities include family and friends. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like friends, friends didn't even factor into my equation because I consider a lot of people in my family as friends. Like I I don't spend any time with people in my family because they're family. I spend the time with them because I like spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And so friends in that sense factors into all the light bulbs. Yeah. Like they're, they're just interspersed throughout all of them. So there's no... I don't need a separate percentage for friends because it mixes in with all the other ones. Whereas work kind of does a little bit because like I, I know people where I work. I knew people before I started working there. So there's a little bit of overlap, but it's a lot less mm-hmm. because the th- like what I talk about with those people there is doesn't have nothing. It has nothing to do with work. It's just sort of like when I go on break, I spend time with the people I'm friends with. It's not part of work, but everything else, there's overlap. Yeah, I, f- I found it interesting with going back to CGP Grey in his episode. And he was commenting on the fact that in his light bulbs, he can't let his wife light bulb get down to zero, obviously, right. for obvious reasons. Um, but I, I found it interesting that the goal with that, and maybe that's just the nature of his job. And from the sound of it, that is kind of what it was is that if he's not at zero, then he's ahead. Like that's, that's his goal is to not let it get to zero with, with the, the wife slash family light bulb, immediate family in his case, I guess. Yeah. Whereas like, like for me and probably for others, like, like I try to not, I try to shoot for more than just, well, at least it's not zero kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I'm sure a lot of women or men wouldn't want to hear that. But like, Oh, well I'd be happy. It's not zero. Right. Like you, you kind of, and I guess, and I guess that depends yeah, that on your significant terrible. other. Right. Is, and you know, he was saying that his, his wife is, is very happy to have time to herself and she's very understanding and supportive of what he's trying to do. Um, and she sees the value and how happy it makes him when he does it. So, and I guess that just, goes with the relate goes with the relationship and the person you're with um so if yeah if, if two people get together and they get married and they both like time to themselves and 
they don't need to be making sure that they're both at like 50%. They can both be at like 10% and still both be happy kind of thing, right? So I guess it's, it's interesting to see the different relationship dynamics and in, in what each part of the, the relationship desires on a percentage of light, the light bulb basis. Sure. Right? That's nice. Yeah. So since Nick is not going to give his percentages, <laughs> how about we move to, uh, you know what? I actually don't, I don't want to move off CGP gray because there's something else that I want to talk about <laughs> that, uh, they they talked about on the most recent episode of Hello Internet, and I've also heard it mentioned in two other. Pl- the, I think the podcasts I listen to, the, the three that I'm talking about, they all kind of listen to each other, and so they inform one another of what's going on. And so the Hello Internet podcast, the most recent episode, the most recent episode of Accidental Tech podcast, and the most recent episode of the Crack podcast all talked about their particular niche fan bases. And so if I mention, I'm talking to the two of you right now, if I mention the name CGP Grey, or if I mention the name Brady Heron, it registers with both of you and you think, oh, I like their work. Yeah. That's, that's true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I mention the name Jack O'Brien, do you know who that is? Nope. Nope. And if I mention the name Marco Armand, do you know who that is? Nope. nope. It, I find that so interesting. Like I was sitting there, um, to use a to use a different example. If I mention the name Sheldon Cooper, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whenever the Big Bang Theory comes on, because that's where Sheldon Cooper's from, I sing along to the Bare Naked Ladies theme song for the Big Bang Theory. Of and course, I'm, I'm you sure do. if you don't sing along, you at least know all the words or most of the words yeah. and the melody. So Marco Arment is one of the hosts of the Accidental Tech, Accidental Tech podcast. Jack O'Brien is the, the host. He's the editor of Crack.com. And the Accidental Tech podcast has a theme song just like uh, Big Bang Theory does. And it's just as upbeat and just as catchy. And last night when I was listening to the most recent episode, I, like, I can sing that song. And yet you guys have absolutely no knowledge of, of that. And if you went out and onto the street and talked to people, especially people over, say, 30, 90% of them at least are going to have no idea who CGP Grey is. They're going to have no idea who Brady Heron is or what any of his work is. They're going to have no idea about Hello Internet. They're going to have no idea about any of this. But you can also go to uh, a conference like VidCon, which is a, a conference that YouTube YouTubers put on and has tens of thousands of people if you go there and like if CGP Grey is walking next to you, people are going to be flocking to him. Maybe CGP Grey is a bad example because not a lot of people know what he looks like. But uh, like Brady or John Green or uh, Henry Reich, who does Minute Physics, these people are going to get massive swarms of people around them because they're well known in that circle. But outside of that circle, there's absolutely no knowledge of these people. And like... To me, that's really interesting. I'll let you guys get some input. But to me, that's really interesting because I'm trying to start something. And so when I talk about future chat with the two of you, 
we are all in the loop of what's going on. But if I talk to people outside about what the work I do, there's like, I don't know. He does like, like Julia Avian, for instance. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. You like, you go upstairs and you close your door and, <laughs> and then you post stuff on Facebook. Like that's, that's the extent of the knowledge that she has about what I do. But there are people like we've gotten feedback from people about various projects that is very like it's positive. They like it. But if you step outside of that circle, no matter how big, like the the Accidental Tech podcast gets 80,000 downloads, even the most popular podcast of the year, Serial, which is put on by the company that already made the previous most popular podcast, This American Life. A lot of people just have no idea what either of those things are. Even though they're massively popular, in in some cases, like the, in these cases, they're the most popular podcasts of all time. You go outside the circle of people who listen to podcasts, and they, people have no idea what you're talking about. And it, the whole concept is very strange because twenty years ago with media, that wasn't the case. The biggest things in whatever medium, everybody knew about. I um. Before we get too far, yeah. in my mind, there was an image of like, you know, if there was an unwind media con and like what that would look like. It would be so sad. <laughs> People would like flock over to Rob. We'd have, we'd have Nastia there. I was going to yeah. say. Our one, People like, would be like going through Nick's hair. Eastern European, uh. <laughs> Or Eastern European viewer, Nastia. I think she's Eastern European. We have another. Right, West, another Western. Eastern. I know. I guess that's Eastern. Central. Yeah. Can't remember. But she's. There's another Russian viewer that comes. That return viewer. I was going to say, like, our, by far our most interactive viewers so far, I think. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Nastia. Keep on being awesome. Yeah, it, it's a very strange concept. What do you guys What do you guys think about this? Like, I, I'm sure that each of you could name something yeah. that is a, a big part of whatever frequency it gets put out. It's a big part of your life, and you could bring it up to both of, to the other two of us, and we'd have no idea what it was. I'm sure there's here's, examples where we do, but here's my take on it. Examples um, where we don't. Like it, kind of, it reminds me a bit about Damien's story about being in France. Yep. Um. And seeing Jason Siegel there. Yeah. And how, as far as he could tell, he and his girlfriend yeah, were girlfriend. the, uh, were two of the few that actually recognized him, or at least were freaking out over him. No, I think they were the few that recognized yeah. him. I don't think many people right? did. Because, uh, yeah, you're in France and the French may not see American movies, at least maybe not Jason Siegel movies. Um, right. Although, what's wrong with them, first of all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know as far as recognition goes and just having awareness of who someone is or what something is say like take cgp gray for instance i saw his video on the breaking down the uk i think he was mentioning yep. that was like one of his most popular if not the most popular video and why so the netherlands ago. was the most popular yeah i saw that a while well, ago i didn't know yeah. who he was when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a cool video. I like it. And then I shared mm-hmm. it and whatever. Then went on with my life. And then you guys mentioned CGP Grey. I'm like, oh, who's that? Then I looked him up. I'm like, oh, it's this guy. Like, I didn't yeah. know who he was when I first saw the video. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I like his stuff. 
And then you guys showed me Hello Internet. And I was like, oh, he's on there too. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, I like that too. But yeah. the only reason I know who he is, and I still don't know what he looks like, <laughs> but the only reason I know who he is is because you guys kind of directed me to him. And because, you know, you guys have the same interests I do and you guys like him. And so you, I guess it makes sense that I like him too, kind of. Yeah. Um. And Brady Heron, I knew from Numberphile already. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, cool. He's on Hello Internet. That's kind of cool. Um, or no. Brady yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it you know, years. even beyond that, uh, <laughs> I with one person, you can find projects that you don't know about mm-hmm. that that same person does. Okay. Like Nick, if I'm not mistaken, discovered Brady through periodic videos yeah and that was a long time ago and i only yeah. just realized that he he had anything else going on hmm. yeah like, right it's crazy so i, I loved periodic like, table of videos they're great they're still going on i know they're not nearly as often, like i but, i stopped yeah. watching them for a while and came back to what good lord he's just been working this entire time crazy yeah 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 but i think there are so many Brady Heron video channels. Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. He has like twenty. Going going back to my my train of thought. Yeah, sorry. That I think unless you get directed to someone, so say in our case, right, you'd need someone like Brady Heron to say, "Hey, check out these guys. They're doing videos and they're mildly good." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And then people they have something interesting to yeah, say. Yeah, and then oh, people check us out. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'll keep listening. And then, but you you gain recognition through someone who already has recognition, and they use yeah. that influence to bring other people recognition. I guess. Yeah. Um. So I think it's hard to start a grassroots like recognition fan base because it it's very. Like, unless you have advertising money where you can just put yourself in front of people's faces and be like, oh, I wonder what this is. You're not going to reach that same level of recognition. Yeah, it's going to take something. Like, even if you start off grassroots, it's going to take some yeah. thing to jump Some sort of up. promotion from someone or something that, you yeah. know, like, if you go to, like, the Stampede and you have a booth there. And then people are like, oh, what's this yeah. thing? And then you get recognition that way, right? But unless you can put yourself in front of people, then... Whether that's through someone else saying, hey, check these guys out, or, oh, we have special guests you know, on our show today. They have a podcast called Future Chat, right? Like, that, that's, yeah. unless you get that, you're not going to be able to do it as easily as, as you'd like. Sure. Which is, I, I've been looking into, well, not Facebook, because Facebook's terrible. That, uh, that's never going to change my mind, really, when it comes to advertising things. But uh, I've been looking into Twitter advertising and, you can you can actually set it up there's a bidding system so i could set it up so that i get i can promote the future chat twitter account so it'll show up in people's uh like who should you follow based on whatever parameters i want and i only have to pay twitter money if someone follows mm. future chat which i think is a pretty good model mm-hmm. and you can also bid you can only bid however much you want. So I can bid as little as one cent per follower. And now a lot of the times I'm not going to win that bid, 
but it's at least it's something. And if nobody follows me, then I don't lose any money. And like, I can spend $5 and get 500 new followers. Hmm. But if they're legitimate, like they have to organically click follow. Hmm. It's not, it's not like buying followers where you're like, I don't care if these are spam. I just want to boost my numbers. Hmm. You want to get your, your product in front of people's eyes. And so when I think, when I think about this, the whole formerly just future chat formerly before or after that unwind or RJA media now unwind media. When I, whenever I get disheartened by uh, less than stellar growth, I have to put it in context of like, I'm spending no money on this, spending no money promoting it. I'm spending very little time promoting it. This, the time I'm spending is putting into making it good and practicing I'm I'm actually okay with things growing slowly because it gives me time to practice the craft mm-hmm. without having tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of discerning eyeballs critiquing and all that. So I'm I'm totally fine with it and I'm just going to be happy building slowly and naturally yeah. until I'm comfortable sort of getting out there. It was it was interesting hearing on that four light bulbs episode. Um they're doing a recap of episode two which i haven't listened to but they were kind of going over some of the stuff they talked about and uh they mentioned about um oh no sorry they were talking about the light bulb still in this in this case same episode they were talking about the light bulbs though and how it's hard for them to not think about work and how for them their work is being youtube media people and so like and it was interesting them hearing them say that they will just go and like look at their YouTube comments and be like, oh, are there any new ones? Like, I didn't even think that those kinds of guys even cared about YouTube comments. But yeah. like, yeah. I guess, yeah, being so invested and in, like caring about your followers and what they think of you and you're doing it for them, really. Like when, when, you, have, when you have two million followers, like, well, yeah, you have an audience and they're hanging on your word and critiquing you and, and taking what you're saying as – like truth like they have they give you that authority in their lives to kind of feed them information right so it's a lot of responsibility so like you care about what they think so when they leave a comment like you're gonna read it and you you know if it's just a troll then it's like oh whatever but if it's like honest criticism then you might actually like take that to heart like potentially right so it's it's kind of it's kind of weird like you think you comment on something with someone with like a million followers and they're not going to see it, but they, they might. You know? Yeah. There's a, there's a large amount of noise with like the more popular you get. And that's another whole thing, thing about the building. If you talk to somebody who has a hundred followers, like if you send future chat a message, I'm 100% going to see it. I'm going to see every single message that gets through. But if I send a message to somebody that has say a thousand followers there's still a pretty good chance they're going to see it if they're if they're in tune with this kind of thing if they have ten thousand, still they're probably going to see it unless they're they're just ignoring it you get up into the hundreds of thousands probably not going to see it millions almost certainly not going to see it because there's so much other stuff going on so it's almost like you have to build your own reputation by talking to people or interacting with people on the internet that are 50% 50% more successful than you or 100% more successful than you. You can't just go and 
start talking to the big guys right away because they're not mm-hmm. going to hear you. You have to be big yourself or you, you have to be a, of similar size to the person that whatever group you're trying to interact with. Nick, do you have anything to say about all this? Um, I don't know. Not really. Seem to be covering it well enough. <laughs> well, Nick, you, you blog, right? That I do. And and you recently came across... Where, where can people find your blog? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What's the name of that blog again? Vodka and Equations? Me? Vodka and Equations, right. My blog that I haven't <laughs> that written on in far too long. Is, it, is that dot .com? Vodkaequations.blogspot.ca. However, if you just type the phrase vodka and equations into Google, it's the first result usually. Oh, nice. It is the first result. Anyway. That was part of the the point with, you know, the name vodka and equations. (laughs) It's a unique identifier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You recently came across some some mild fame or notoriety (laughs) with a couple of the topics that you've addressed. Yeah, that's so, like the lowest level of notoriety that you could possibly achieve. But yeah, you you started a Twitter storm, essentially. I I did. There were. He didn't even start it. He just riled up the people. I to I, storm I posted my link, and some anti beer store people were like, "Yeah, this guy's got the right idea," and a bunch <laughs> of other people were like, "What are you talking about, man? How can you even say that about the beer store, man?" And yeah, like people got yeah. upset. So how did you feel with that recognition? Uh, uh, part of it was mild bewilderment. Like of all the things I've written about, I mean, I, my posting frequency seems to be roughly like a post a month. Maybe if I'm getting, if I've got a lot to talk about, it's usually like once a week or so. Um, potentially the CGP gray slash veritasium model where I only do something <laughs> if I absolutely feel like doing it. Uh, yeah. But like of all the things that I thought would be really interesting or really riling to people did not think it would be talking about the beer store. Uh, I don't know. Like it's fine. I don't really it's very important to people. Though. I was going to like, I don't, um, I don't really do the blog for notoriety purposes or anything. I do it more. Right. It's almost a therapeutic exercise in which I like CGP gray. I find that I have something to talk about and I've run out of actual real people to talk about. So <laughs> I put down my thoughts in some for some ordered manner for you know, yeah. all the internet to read should they so desire. And I feel better about it. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I mentioned probably a couple months ago now that I was going to write a blog post on the, <laughs> on the new <laughs> income tax, uh, policy. income splitting. Yeah. yeah. Income splitting. The income splitting. Yeah. I wrote that blog post. PS. I, I, what? it's written. I just haven't posted it. I uh, posted it somewhere. Because after writing it, I, I, I'm oh, okay. You're okay. I, I don't, I don't even feel that it needs to be posted anymore. But oh. I, I wrote it. It's on paper or on bytes, and it's it's I'm. I, I don't want to just post it for the sake of just posting it. It's like, well, I'm okay. Like, so it's kind of it was it's therapeutic for me to just write, get it out, write it down, and it's like. Oh. I guess it's like a diary. I still kind of? think you should post it. 
Oh dear. I still think you should put it on Sorry, medium. Do you guys, it's on medium. Do you guys? Yeah, you hear that? It sounds like you're wrapping another wall. No, that that wall is unwrapping. It's. Oh, yep. the wall is unwrapping. For those who weren't here before the Any broadcast went live, <laughs> one of my walls is was until just recently covered by wrapping paper so that we can do, you know, fun, festive photos at our dinner party tonight. Yep. That explains oh, why you had the turn. the rest of it. Today. <laughs> oh. I'm just what gonna, is it being held up with? I'm just going to pick this up and show you guys. Oh, no. Yep. Oh. Uh. Yep, that's... I want to see if it falls just a little more while I still hold the camera here. Because <laughs> what? That's never going to happen. Give a little more. <laughs> You're not going to get that lucky. <sighs> Story of my life. But, uh, <laughs> um, man, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, sorry, man. Shiny about, things uh, are happening, uh, and about I'm your distracted. Vlog being used for therapeutic purposes rather than oh yeah, like. For the long, for well, the longest while, for quite a while, I didn't even tell anybody about it because I still get stressed out at the idea that you know a real human being sitting in front of me is reading it. Like I almost can't be in the room if I know yeah. someone is reading a post. Um, I feel that way when I'm doing technology debugging. <laughs> like, give me your laptop, give me whatever, and go away. Like, let yeah. me fix it. But. I don't know, because, like, <laughs> I've received very positive feedback about it. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, it's just, as soon as I realized, you know, actual real people were reading it, it gets kind of stressful, because, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> um, yeah, so... But I, I always feel much better for having organized my thoughts in some rash, pseudo-rational manner. Yeah, sure. Or like, and so I really like the putting them up part. That that has proved therapeutic to me because then, if it, most of the time it ends up being that nobody else cares, and so it just doesn't make a splash or anything. But sometimes you get the positive comments, and you're like, okay, people are. Yeah. okay with this i also i think i'll sorry go ahead so like my very good friend from uh, london tom he also describes me as a person where you say hey nick what do you think about this thing i don't care what do you think about this thing i don't care what do you think about this very minor detail about very minor things minor things this could be the difference between heading into a bright future and a moral wasteland. And how dare you even say that this is minor. And here are three very valid reasons for why I feel about the way I feel about this. So, yeah. So you're saying that Honeycrisp apples yeah. are the best apples ever? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, it's actually Royal Gala. I would have to agree with well, that. You're wrong. Yeah. So there's that. Well, agree to disagree. I, I find... I'll agree that you're wrong. Like, have you had a Honeycrisp apple? Yeah. Then Fine. what's the matter with you? How can... Okay. Okay. Details. This is clearly a bloggable topic. Yeah. I think you should write about it. 
I think you should do a head-to-head comparison. Well, I can't very well do a blind taste test with Honeycrisp Apples versus Royal Gala. Sure you could. I don't know. Royal Gala are okay when they're in season, but... That's true. They they do need to be in season. Like, that's the, that's another thing. Like, Honeycrisp Apples are only ever available when they're in season. Yeah. And, oh, so crisp, so sweet. Just just the so right honey. amount of tartness. Oh, oh. <laughs> Why would you want tartness in an apple? Ah. Did you say so fake? Did we not? No, I said so... <laughs> Did we not? I said so honey. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you said like. you said so crisp. So fake. And I was like, did we not no. just do an episode on GMO <laughs> foods? Like, what is your objection? Uh, no, I'm fine with, I'm fine with the genetic modification of apples. I don't even think it's genetically modified. I think it's just a splice. Royal Gala is definitely, well, I mean, genetically modified splicing we is. We literally went over this a couple of times. Genetically weeks ago, modified guys. by classical methods. <laughs> yes. Gala apples mixed created royal gala apples. Gala apples were not originally. So where do we land on grapple? Who cares? <laughs> I've actually had one. pretty one, good. They come in plastic, like a plastic case, which is kind of weird. They, that turns yeah. me off. Like those bananas that come in individual bags. One banana in a bag. Seen those? Yeah, that's kind of weird too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like. They they come packaged like meat is with a styrofoam tray and shrink wrap over it. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. Very strange. Um, Single so serving bananas. I, I I wanted to get your guys' take on when you guys come across a comment on an article or even some person's Facebook post that they're like, say, it's, you know, anti-vax or homeopathy or whatever. And, you know, you, you have feelings and thoughts on it that you want to respond to. But you don't like you really just want to say it, but you don't want to comment on it, yeah, because that's just rude there there have been times where a discussion will come up, and I'll be like, "Listen, I wrote a blog post about this, like here am I, <laughs> or if someone yeah. asks me my opinion on something, I'll just be like, you know yeah. i've I've explored this better than I'm going to talk to you about it right now, so <laughs> here's a link." This happened to me this morning. Yeah. I, uh, the one Nick is describing, not necessarily, I mean, the one Mike is describing happens to me too, but uh, I was, t- I updated Julia's iPad to the latest version of iOS. And uh, she didn't like that. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted to say, like, it didn't affect her in any way, but I wanted to, I wanted to be like, well, I wrote about this, like, I blogged about this years ago, literally at least two years ago, if not longer on the benefits of updating and why it's important to do it. And it was just like, if you do this again, I'm going to be very angry with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. Was it like the 8.0.2 update or is it actually from 7 to 8? 1.2. So it wasn't even a full number increase. No. (laughs) It's like bug fixes and speed updates. See, I have to go on to like Maria's tablet and update the apps on it because yeah. hers aren't auto updating and she never goes in to update them. And you, you can turn it on though. Can't you? No, I or know. It just doesn't work. But You've tried it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just randomly, I'll just go and check and just update all of them. And it's usually like 25 updates that she needs. Sure. <laughs> but she doesn't care. I don't think she even notices. Yeah. 
she'll, oh, she'll be like, oh, she'll, she'll be on my phone times. Like, oh, your, your Facebook looks different. And I'll be like, yeah, they updated it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. I, I tried to do it sneakily and like I did for the most part, but then she looked over at one point and it was the Apple logo because it, which meant it restarted. She's like, what did you do? <laughs> so in yeah. fairness to Julia, you were trying to like do this and hide it from her while she yes. was there. Yeah. She was doing her hair. Okay. So you were being very transparently sneaky. Is what I'm I hearing. wasn't even being sneaky. I was like, oh, okay. this is a thing that you don't want to have to do. You don't have to take time out of your day to update. So I was doing a public service. Okay. Like, this is no way selfish to me. This doesn't help me. <laughs> it would be like walking around giving people flu shots. If you were a registered physician. Be... <laughs> with a consent form. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I get the, the intrusion but it's a public good. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like with people with vertical videos and it's like, yeah. <laughs> you wish you could just go around to everyone with their phone and just turn it for them. Just be like, here, here yeah. let me, let me, let me take care of that for you. There you go. Yeah. There There's a uh, childish Gambino, Donald Glover, uh, who is on community was on community. Now he's got his own show or he has his own pilot on FX. Uh, there's vi- video of him at concerts during the last tour he did, which was, I think that because the internet tour, there's a a part, a clip in one of his songs where he talk, he talks about like, hold it horizontal. Like you're, you're trying to, we're trying to be professional here. Hold your, hold your phone horizontally. And then, so during the concert, he would actually stop rapping, stop singing, whatever he was doing, jumped off the stage into the crowd and turned someone's video, (laughs) turned someone's camera sideways. (laughs) I just, yeah. I love it. But see, it's not good because if you have like your auto rotate lock on, I know, then you just end up taking a sideways video. Like, well, you can fix that very easily. What do you mean? You if you really it? want. What? What? No, then you just take a vertical video, but everything sideways. Like, but then you fix it in post. Can you do that? I've done it. Can you like rotate? Do you not things? remember this? Is that is that a thing that can happen? I did. I did a natural update where I started off vertical because I was making fun of Steph and then I rotated it. So you post. recorded the entire thing vertically, but rotated no, it? No, I recorded the entire thing. I started it off horizontal and then I went vertical and then I fixed it in post. Like I went in with a plan to make part of the video vertical. No, I know. So I, but I started the video horizontally okay. and then I turned it vertically to talk at the start. Right. And then I rotated it back for the rest of the video. Right. Like, it's very easy to fix in post. It's not going to be as high resolution, but you're going to get context, which is the most important part. And see, I actually, I agree that vertical videos are useful when you're watching it, A, or watching it on your phone, and B, that you're not missing part of, yeah. you know, we have people say, oh, well, what if you're recording, like, the Eiffel Tower? Okay, sure, fine, whatever. Like, but it, if that doesn't help if you're watching it on, like, a computer or TV, because then you're just going to have giant yeah. black bars. More importantly, I think it's thinking about your audience more than more than thinking about what the subject is you're taking. Where is it going to be viewed? Yeah, because if you take a vertical video of the Eiffel Tower, if you just turn your camera sideways, the sensor will still capture the whole Eiffel Tower, but it'll also capture beside it. You're not losing anything. 
You're not going to like not get the top and not get the bottom in. Depends how far away you are. Are you are you well, suggesting that people that take verti- vertical videos are like sociopathic people who only really think about themselves and not the needs of others? N- in in a way, yes. <laughs> I would say they're more concerned. They're they're more thinking about themselves and not about the product from the perspective of their audience. Maybe they don't have an audience and in that case, like I guess it's fine, but Know that there's better out there. Know that I have nothing but disdain for you. <sighs> for now, I'll go. Unless you guys have any last words. Which you don't. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get this out before Christmas for sure. Wait. Uh, uh, if what you day want. Is it to- oh. Happy. Uh- winter solstice tomorrow on the 21st yeah yeah the days are getting longer longer starting on the 22nd longer yeah yeah we'll do a little plug for uh the two new shows on unwind media this week feedback which is a music show and east meets west east meets east meets west features (laughs) wow that's that's great how easily you said that rob which features Nick Maddox and myself. Eats, yeah, meets West. <laughs> West. You can find uh, you can find this show. You can find all the other one, Unwind Media yep. projects at unwindmedia.com. And this show in particular will be at unwindmedia.com slash fake it. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your year and we'll see you in 2015. Toodaloo. Yeah.